Why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside? Welcome to Hot Takes, where you get a sneak peek into this week's Patreon exclusive interview. In today's hot take, Braden Siemens takes me through the deconstruction of his Christian faith. His explanation begins when I asked if he is still part of the house church that he started. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, well, the why I'm why I'm not a part of it was all about uh, all because of that deconstruction that I had, and I didn't feel comfortable anymore participating in communities that I didn't feel I could be fully um, I could I could fully doubt in. Now, there's a difference between a person who doubts by saying help my unbelief because the phrase help my unbelief is already a faith statement. It's praying to a God that exists, that is a being that is personal to help me believe in that personal God. So to, to, to doubt in that way is usually what people who are in faith communities think when I say that I've doubted, but I don't mean that. And I think the only way you can really describe it to somebody is that moment where, and it might have been triggered by books I've read or conversations I had. A big one was listening to podcasts that were a bit more progressive in terms of uh, faith perspective. Um, when you have that, instead of the, the prayer to God, it's that thought to yourself, Braden, what if I'm just talking to myself? What if I'm not really hearing anything except my own projected echo in my mind? And uh, that's a terrifying place to be. It leaves you worldless with anxiety. With uh, It's a vertigo feeling. Your whole world gets flipped upside down. So that is why I didn't go to the churches that I had gone to previously because I wasn't able to explain this new category of thinking that I was embarking into, like it was completely alien to them. And, uh, I tried to for a long time. I actually, I actually stayed in the charismatic world for a long time after that because I was married into it. And so my wife would go to charismatic services and I'd go with her, uh, because it was something I valued as going to church as a family. So I would go and I'd kind of be quiet you know, one time I tried to incorporate some like liturgy into a charismatic church and that was shut down pretty fast. And there was just a sort of, um, and I don't blame anybody for it. Um, I'm not hurt in that way by that. I have pain, but it's not directly related to people not understanding my doubt. Um, so that was why I didn't continue in that, but I did continue going for quite a while for a few years afterwards. And then I, I finally was like, that's it. I can't do it anymore. I'm done. And it, when I said I'm done, I meant I'm done with church, not just with charismaticism. So I don't go to church anymore. But um, it was a long process to get to that point. I ended up going to an Anglican church. But you, before that, you said you wanted to hear a story from my house church? Well, well I, sure. But except you just said you were done with church, with your house church, but then you started going to an Anglican church? Well, no. So I can see how that would be confusing. But I, I still attended a charismatic church while I went to an Anglican church for three years. Oh, okay. I didn't, like different, but I stopped my house service church. Times. Yeah. I would go in the evening Anglican and morning charismatic Pentecostal. So I was kind of waiting in between two different phases of life. It was sort of a, a liminal period, a threshold period for me where I was not ready to 
I was ready to let go, but I wasn't ready to let go for on behalf of my whole family yet. And then I was able to later on, but, um, yeah. So, uh, returning to a story about my house church though, we would do, I remember one particular story where I wanted to have a, an experiential, um, collective encounter with God and my community. So I, we were reading, I think it was Romans eight, whatever one says, we cry out, Abba father. Um, and I was like, Oh, what if we all did that? Literally? Cause you know what a fundamentalist does? They read the Bible literally, which is actually kind of interesting. And it makes life a little bit more enchanted, but, um, everybody got together in the room and I said, okay, let's all, let's all lie on the ground and face up supine. Right. And let's all just, you know, get, get on our backs. And so everybody did it. There was maybe 50 people there. And, uh, I said, at the count of three, we're all going to yell, groan, scream, bloody Mary, whatever it takes, Abba again and again and again for five minutes. And I'm going to time it. <laughs> and so we did. I like, I took my phone out. I'm like, I'm going to do it. And don't feel afraid that the person next to you is not going to do it. It's not about them. It's about you and God. It's about that crying out like a child and getting to that place where you're with the father and that's it that's all that matters and uh so we all go ah, ah, like really loud right and it's like this big it's very like chilling to be there but um so we i, I did some experimental stuff like that and and, th- and that was a uh, a way of sort of keeping this fire of flame right let's keep it as as long as the wick will last us let's keep it going uh children lying on the ground screaming abba reminds me of a child having a tantrum mm. i mean maybe it was maybe it was me uh, unconsciously having a tantrum with my own unbelief the prying priest is a social media free podcast so any word of mouth recommendations you could make to your friends and family about this show would go a long way looking forward to seeing you next time say why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside